of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my God. I will arise and go forth to the house of my Father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my Yah, house of my Yah. Shalom. And welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Welcome back to our study on the Hebraic roots of Christianity. We're doing a study series entitled Torah and the New Testament. And we're going through those scripture passages that Christians often like to quote to make the claim that a believer in Yeshua as the Messiah should not follow the Torah. So we looked at some examples in the Gospels in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And now we are looking at Paul's writings and Paul's letters because most often who is quoted and referred to and Christians trying to make that claim is Paul. And so we are now looking at 2 Corinthians in chapter 3 and we're trying to explain for you in context through the eyes of Torah by which Paul gives the instruction what he was communicating, trying to show you in no way, form, or fashion is he trying to tell you to not follow the Torah. He's trying to give you the correct way how to follow the Torah. And so what he's going to do here in sharing with those in Corinth that in Paul ministering to them how they live their lives before others, witnesses of Paul and his ministry. They reflect upon Paul and his ministry because they're students of his and because they believe that Yeshua is the Messiah, they also reflect upon Yeshua and who he is as they live their lives before others. Because Yeshua said in Matthew, in chapter 5, and verse 16, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. And so then Paul is not only speaking to them about how they should be living their lives, that they are living letters unto Messiah, but then he's speaking of how they're to minister to others. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6. He's made us able ministers, how we treat others. So how are we to minister Messiah to others? How are we supposed to live our lives before others? And he's saying, you're supposed to live it according to the New Testament. And if we understand the New Testament or the New Covenant and what it is, Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 33, it's the Torah written upon our heart and we're supposed to follow that Torah by the Holy Spirit then we could see that that's what Paul is explaining and saying how we are to minister Messiah unto others and how we're supposed to live our lives that we're ministers of the new covenant but not of the letter and so we have to understand what happened in the Torah once the Torah was given at Mount Sinai that while the Torah was given and the Ten Commandments were written on tablets of stone 
down. And there's a Torah principle that the things that happen to the forefathers foreshadow or they prophesy what will happen to their descendants. So what we see happening in the Torah is actually prophecy. So when the Torah was given on tablets of stone, it was a prophecy that it would be received by the people upon a stony heart. And even as Moses saw the people building and worshiping the golden calf and threw the tablets and broke the tablets, that was prophetic, that the people's hearts would be stony and they would be rebellious toward following the Torah and they would be influenced by their flesh and they would look at things and evaluate things through their natural eyes and their natural circumstances rather than believing and trusting and obeying the God of Israel and his covenant promises that he is trying to show that they exemplified a stony heart and so we are not to minister to others and to live our lives according to that stony heart is the Torah principle and teaching that Paul is giving here but we're supposed to live our lives and minister to others by the new covenant which is the Torah written upon our heart and we're supposed to do it by the spirit and so he's making the analogy of a heart of stone and a heart of flesh a heart of stone is a heart of flesh and he's comparing and contrasting that with a heart of flesh which is a heart after the Holy Spirit and so in explaining and teaching how we're supposed to minister then to others and so he says we're ministers of the New Testament not of the letter but of the Spirit for the letter or ministering to others living your lives according to the letter a heart of stone it brings death the letter kills but the Spirit gives life. And so we have been giving you some examples in looking at 2 Corinthians chapter 3 in the previous sessions about how Saul for example, that he was given instruction by the God of Israel and so he did what was right in his own eyes and then examples from the prophets from Isaiah and Jeremiah and Zechariah and Micah etc. that God complained the people that they were doing religious things outwardly and they were praising them with their lips but they weren't following the heart of the Torah. The heart of the Torah is how you treat others to love your neighbor as yourself. They're not looking at the stranger, the widow and the orphan and they're not doing things according to righteousness and justice. And so this is what the God of Israel was pointing out to the people. And then Paul's going to go on to explain here in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 that if you minister according to the letter, that is the things that you say and you do, professing that Yeshua is the Messiah, if you do it so that you'll receive praises of men and, and pride and ego, that that's not going to have eternal value. And so he's comparing that to what happened with Moses at Mount Sinai when he came down from the mount, that he had a glory that shone, but ultimately that glory faded away. It wasn't upon Moses for Ever, and Moses ultimately died. So now he's taking that Torah principle and he's trying to apply it to someone who ministers by the letter in their own flesh and wants to draw the attention of men and wants people to think that they're religious but then they're not living a life on a daily basis that is the heart of God and the heart of his Torah. And so this is the application he's trying to show. He's not trying to say that the Torah
Torah has been done away with. And so he speaks of ministering by the letter in 2 Corinthians 3, 7. But if the ministration of death written and engraved in stone was glorious. You see, you can receive Yeshua as the Messiah. And that has a glory. That's better than not believing in Yeshua as the Messiah. But it's better that you believe in Yeshua as Messiah and you follow his Torah by his spirit. And it's better that you believe in Yeshua as Messiah and you walk in the spirit and you have the fruit of the spirit. And it's better that you believe in Messiah and follow his Torah by the spirit and have the fruit of the spirit. You love others. You serve others. You lay down your life for others. You do the will of God and you do so to bring glory to God and fruit to his kingdom. And so that is more optimum than only believing that Yeshua is the Messiah. So the children of Israel came out of Egypt. They were saved by grace through faith. And that had a glory because that's better than dying in Egypt and not obeying God to put the blood of the lamb on the doorpost. But ultimately the greater glory was to go into the promised land which God purposed and planned. But instead the people, they were rebellious and they died in the wilderness. So they had a glory. They put the blood of the lamb upon the doorpost. But there was a greater glory if they would have obeyed going to the promised land and fulfillment of the covenant promises that the God of Israel made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So that's why it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 7, that the administration of death, the letter of the law, written and engraved in stone, it had a glory. So then we looked at 1 Corinthians chapter 15, which says in verse 35, some men will say, how are the dead raised up and with what body do they come? What is the resurrection of the dead is like? And he says, well, if you remember in the Torah, Abraham was promised that his descendants would be as the stars of the sky and the sand of the sea, but they would be as the stars of the sky. So 1 Corinthians 15 verse 40, there are celestial bodies, there are bodies terrestrial. Now both celestial bodies and bodies terrestrial, they are heavenly bodies, but the glory of the celestial is one and the glory of the terrestrial is another. And then 1 Corinthians 15 verse 41, there's one glory of the sun, another of the moon, another glory of the star, for one star differs from another star in glory. So is the resurrection of the dead. So all those who believe in Yeshua as the Messiah, they have a glory. But in believing in Yeshua as the Messiah, then each star, each believer in Yeshua is going to differ from another star, another believer in Yeshua in glory, in their service to him. And so this is the analogy then and the reference that Paul is making to show from the Torah the spiritual principle that he's trying to communicate. Exodus chapter 31 verse 18. And he gave unto Moses when he had made an end of communing with him upon Mount Sinai two tables of testimony, tables of stone written with the finger of God. And then the children of Israel, while Moses was up on the mount, they built and worshipped the golden calf. Exodus 32 verse 7. The Lord said to Moses, go get you down for your people which you brought out of the land of Egypt. They have corrupted themselves. Exodus chapter 32 verse 8. They've turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them and they made a molten calf and worshipped it. So as a result when Moses came down from the mount he saw the calf and the people dancing. Exodus chapter 32 verse 19. Moses was angry and upset so he took the tablets and he threw them. He broke them. And so that was prophetic of what the people were doing. That they were breaking the covenant by worshipping the golden calf going after other gods. So it's said about this in Psalm chapter 95 verse 10. Forty years long 
long was I grieved with this generation? And I said to them, it is a people that err in their heart. They erred in their heart and they have not known my ways. So the God of Israel is not pleased with people that err in the heart. So he needs to change the heart, perform heart surgery. So the new covenant is that heart surgery. Ezekiel 36, 26, a new heart will I give you, a new spirit will I put within you. I'll take away the stony heart and give you a heart of flesh. And verse 27, I'll put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and keep my judgments and do them. And so given that Paul was talking in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 about in verse 6, we are ministers. We are ministers. In other words, we're laborers for God and his kingdom. 1 Corinthians in chapter 3 and verse 9, Paul also is teaching to those in Corinth and he says this as well. We are laborers together with God. You are God's husbandry and you are God's building. Verse 10. According to the grace of God which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation another builds, but let every man take heed how he builds. This is service after we believe that Yeshua is the Messiah. Verse 11. For other foundation can no man lay that is laid which is a Messiah Yeshua. So everything that we do must be centered on Messiah Yeshua. Then it says, if any man built upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stone, wood, hay, stubble, that every man's work will be manifest in the day to declare it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will try every man's work, his service, of what sort it is. Verse 14, if any man's work abide, he will receive a reward. What is abiding work? Gold, silver, precious stones. What's that? You follow the Torah by his spirit in that you walk in the spirit, you walk in love, you serve in love, you lay down your life for others, and you then do the will of God, and in doing so, you give him glory. That's how you receive a reward. 1 Corinthians 3.15 If any man's work will be burned, that is, you are ministering in the letter. You're ministering in the flesh. You're bringing glory to yourself. You want to be seen of men. You have ego. You have pride. You think in ministry that you're in competition with someone else, and if you don't like someone else, you got to talk them down. Even though they're trying to do service for the Lord like you are. If any man's work be burned, he shall suffer loss. In other words, there's no eternal reward. He will be saved, yet as so by fire. He's saved, but he will suffer loss of reward because he's ministering in the latter, and the latter, it fades away. And so this is what Paul is trying to explain. Now, back to Paul teaching about Moses and using what happened to him and the children of Israel as an example to us and how we minister to others. Exodus 34, verse 1. And the Lord said to Moses, Hewn thee two tables of stone like the first, and I will write upon these tables the words that was in the first tables that you broke. So Moses ascends Mount Sinai to receive the second set of tablets in Exodus chapter 34, verse 2. The Lord says, Come up to here on the mount, Mount Sinai. And he says in verse 3, Don't let anyone come with you. And then Exodus chapter 34, verse 29. It came to pass when Moses came down from the mount that Moses didn't know that his face shone when he talked with others. Exodus chapter 34, verse 30. And when Aaron and all the children of Israel saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone, and they were afraid to come near him. So this is the event that Paul is referring to in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 7. And he says, if the ministration of death written and engraved in stones was glorious so that the children of Israel could 
could not steadfastly behold the face of Moses for the glory of the countenance, which glory was done away with. And he's associating this with ministering by the letter, that it has a glory because you're testifying, ministering of Yeshua. You believe that Yeshua is Messiah. But if your service is wood, hay, and stubble, that it's going to be done away with. It won't be eternal. So Matthew chapter 7, verse 1, Yeshua said, Take heed that you do not give before men to be seen of men. That's ministering by the letter, by the flesh. Otherwise, you have no reward. You're giving, but no reward of your Father, which is in heaven. John chapter 7, verse 16. Yeshua answered them and said, My doctrine is not mine, but his that sent me. And then he says in John 7, verse 18, He that speaks of himself seeks his own glory. So you could be ministering of Yeshua, but in your ministering, you could be seeking glory unto yourself. You want people to notice what you're doing and you want them to notice what you're doing more than what someone else is doing of the Lord as well. And you think that you're in competition with them, even in perhaps giving the same message. And so your ministering has a glory because you're teaching of the Lord and the ways of the Lord, but in you doing it, you're doing it with the wrong heart and you're trying to bring glory to yourself. Acts chapter 12, verse 23. It says, immediately the angel of the Lord smote him because he gave not God the glory. So you see, this is examples of ministering by the letter. It has a glory because one that's ministering believes that Yeshua is Messiah and you're going out and you're sharing Messiah with others, which is part of his commandment, but you're not doing it with the right heart. You're not doing it with the right attitude. What you do, you're supposed to do for Yeshua's glory and the glory of his kingdom, not to bring glory to yourself. Yeshua did not bring glory to himself, even though he's the Messiah of Israel and the Messiah of the world. First Corinthians in chapter 1 verse 29 it says that no flesh should glory in his presence. And so that's ministering by the Spirit. When you realize that when you're laboring and you're sharing with others Messiah, how you live your life under Messiah and serving others, you're not to bring glory to yourself because no flesh will glory in his presence. First Corinthians in chapter 3 verse 21. Therefore let no man glory in men. And so he's speaking here to those in Corinth and he makes the point in his first letter as he's re-emphasizing in the second letter that whatever you do, don't bring glory to yourself. Do it to bring glory to the Lord because others are watching your life and your life is a testimony regarding those who are teaching you. It, it reflects upon those who are teaching you. In this case, Paul speaking of himself and how he's ministering to those in Corinth and also reflects on the God that you proclaim and believe in. That would be Yeshua. And so then in 2 Corinthians in chapter 3 in verses 8 and 9, Paul goes on to say, how shall not the ministration of the Spirit be rather glorious? So if there is a glory that you believe that Yeshua is the Messiah, at least you're telling them to believe that he's the Messiah and to repent of your sins while you're drawing attention to yourself. That has a glory because there might be some people that will hear your words and believe your words, but you're not going to get eternal reward for it because you're doing it in the flesh and you're trying to get people to draw attention to you and to love you and, and to love your ministry rather than drawing their focus uh, upon Yeshua. And so it's the ministration of the letter. It has a glory, but it, it's going to fade away, has no eternal reward. But if that has a glory, then Second Corinthians chapter 3 verse 8, shall not, if you minister by the Spirit of God, have a greater glory? Second Corinthians chapter 3 verse 9, for if the ministration 
position of condemnation be glory. That is, you minister by the letter. You minister in the flesh. Much more, much more does the ministration of righteousness exceed in glory. And so then we are now going to look at John chapter 7, verses 16 and 18. Yeshua answered them and said, My doctrine is not mine, but him that sent me. He that seeks his own glory, but he that seeks his glory that sent him, the same is true in no unrighteousness is in him. He that seeks the glory of him that sent him, he that is ministering and seeking to do the glory of the Father, there's no unrighteousness in him. So Yeshua is saying that my doctrine is not my own. What I'm doing, I'm doing for the glory of the Father. And that which I'm doing is for his glory. So there's no unrighteousness in that. And so then Paul again instructs those in Corinth in 1 Corinthians in chapter 10 verse 31. Whether you eat or whether you drink or whatever you do, make sure that whatever you do, you do it all for the glory of God. And then in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 31, that according to as it is written, he that glories, let him glory in the Lord. Now he's quoting there Jeremiah chapter 9 and verse 24, which we shared with you earlier in the session, where it says, but let him that glories glory in this, that he understands and knows me. Let him that glory glory in the Lord. And so now we are going to look at 2 Corinthians in chapter 3 and verse 11. It says, For if that which is done away was glorious, much more that which remains is glorious as well. And then ultimately we need to understand this, that we're to serve Yeshua with a pure heart for his glory and the glory in his kingdom. And that has eternal glory, eternal value. First John chapter 2 verse 17. The world passes away in the lust thereof, but he that does the will of God abides forever. What is the will of God? Psalm chapter 40 verse 8. I delight to do your will, O my God. Your Torah is written upon my heart. The will of God is that you follow his Torah and you're to do it by his spirit, that you're to follow the heart of the Torah. That means you're to love your neighbor as yourself. You're to judge righteously. You're to live righteously. You're, you're to look after the the widow, the, the orphan, the, the stranger, and the fatherless. And you are to serve others. If you have to lay down your life for others, you're to endeavor to seek to do the will of God for your life. And in doing all that, you're only doing it for one purpose, to bring glory to Yeshua, to bring glory to the Father, to bear fruit for him and his kingdom. And this is how Paul was instructing those in Corinth that they should be serving Yeshua. This is the ministry of the Spirit of life. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. 
Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you his peace. B'shem Yeshua HaMashiach, Sar Shalom, in the name of Yeshua the Messiah, Prince of Peace. Amen.